Alright, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Completely Random Foolishness Podcast hosted by me, Asia. I am so excited for yet another episode. If this is your first time here, then hello and welcome. And if not, then welcome back. It's great for you to be here again. Uh, Also, good morning. It's morning right now as I'm recording this, so I haven't had breakfast yet. I woke up and I got myself a little bit together and then I said, all right, I've got to come and record this podcast because I'm actually recording this the morning that I put it out. I know I have a schedule. I'm supposed to spend the weekend getting together an episode um, and record or film on Monday, depending on if I'm going to do just an audio or video podcast. I normally do both. And then I... On Tuesday, we'll edit, and then on Wednesday, I will do finishing touches and just upload, but I'm doing all three of those things right now, today, this morning, because I'm running a little bit behind, but that's okay. Like I said, it's morning. I haven't had breakfast yet, but I can go ahead and tell you that when I do have breakfast, I am not going to cook anything, and that brings me to the topic of today's episode, which I have titled for you cooking with an actual kitchen failure. That is correct. I, I am the actual kitchen failure. So, uh, you know, let's, let's just hop on into this. I hate when YouTubers say that yet. I just said it myself, but yeah, let's just hop on into this. So first things first, I hate cooking. I really do. I, I hate cooking more than your average person. As a matter of fact, you could even say that I can't stand cooking. I don't even like being near a kitchen. I think that kitchens suck. I think that stoves suck. I think that ovens suck. They suck less than stoves, but they still suck. Now the thing is, I will cook if necessary. And I do cook on occasion just to make special meals for someone. Um, Let's say for like Father's Day or, uh, hmm, I don't know something else, a birthday, anything like that. Those are times that I will cook special meals. Now, um, when I say cooking, I don't include like frying an egg in the morning. That I can do. <laughs> um, I can boil noodles. Like simple things like that, I will say that I am really just heating up food more than cooking because cooking involves knowing how to prepare foods and how to season foods and you know, not having to look at detailed ingredients just to make something. So that that's what I mean when I say cooking. So, you know, I cook if necessary, but not if, not just because I want to. I, you know, I can only recall maybe three or four times in my entire life that I've ever really just cooked something because I wanted to. Uh, you know, in fact, I hate cooking so much that one time I cried. Yeah. I cried just thinking about how many steps there were to the thing that I had to make and just I got so overwhelmed by how much was going on at one time and it's not like I'm not a multitasker because I definitely am. I can do multiple things at one time and be fine with it but when it's something that I don't enjoy or if it's something that I'm already overwhelmed with when I have to multitask then then it becomes like an anxiety issue and I actually uh, actually actually briefly touched on this in an episode that I just did with, I think his name's Darius, 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm horrible with names, but I just guest uh, hosted on the Melancholy Condition, which is another podcast. Um, and we briefly talked about cooking because I talked about why that was one of the things that brings me anxiety. Um, and, and you know what? I don't know what it is about cooking that I just hate so freaking much, but I just know that I have never liked it and I probably never will enjoy it. And you know, it also probably stems from the fact that I just don't like hot things. Um, and this includes like the sun. In the summertime, I'm so miserable. My favorite seasons are fall and winter. Winter more than fall, but well, okay. I'll, maybe I'll say it's kind of equal because I like the pretty colors in fall. Um, I like the, you know, the fall decorations. I think that fall decorations are so pretty with the colors and just the, everything is just so cool. And in wintertime, we have Christmas. So <laughs> who doesn't like Christmas? If you don't like Christmas, then I'm sorry, but I like Christmas. So yeah, like in the summer, when I was at an amusement park one year, it got so so hot so hot that I got off of this ride and I was walking around and I started to get really dizzy and so I guess I was dehydrated or something because my aunt came over to me and she's like yeah you need to go drink something now so she rushed over rushed me over somewhere and she bought me a giant thing of lemonade and I sat down and I drank it in the shade um and then I was wa as I was walking after we got back up like I really didn't feel good and I was just like getting ready to lay on the floor just lay on the ground <laughs> That is how bad I was feeling. I was on the verge of passing out. So we ended up leaving, like, right then. <laughs> they were like, you gotta go, because you're not okay. And it was the heat. It was just, it was so hot. It was so hot that day. Uh, I don't know, ever since I was a kid, I've never liked hot things. I sat in front of a heater when I was a kid every morning while my mom would do my hair, and I would eat breakfast and watch basically the same TV shows every day but I stayed far 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 back from it just because I you know I didn't like it um I don't like fireplaces I think that they're really uh what's the word I'm looking for I think they're really relaxing and cozy but like a real fireplace oh my gosh they scare me so much I don't like flat irons I don't like curling irons I don't even like the clothes iron yeah like that thing <laughs> don't like it I definitely don't like matches and lighters. Um, you, you guys remember that song from elementary school? I don't know if they ever played it for you, but they played it for us like every year when I was in elementary school. It was like, matches and lighters are not children's toys. Matches and lighters are not for girls and boys. Um, something like that. Um, I definitely don't like hell. You know, that, that's hot. Let's, let's not go there. <laughs> um, and there's so many more things that I just, I don't know. I just, I run from them. I, I can't, I can't deal with heat. One thing that I do love though is candles or well, our candles. I love candles. They smell nice, they're relaxing, they're refreshing. But here's the deal though. When I have a candle that's lit, I will stay in that room and I will not leave. I don't leave candles like even to just go to the bathroom because I'm so afraid that anything could happen when I'm not looking. I also, even when I, I don't light candles myself, I always get someone else to light them for me. I've never known how to like flick a lighter because like <laughs> my thumb is so close to the, to the flame that I'm like super terrified of it. And I've only actually successfully lit a lighter 
um, once. Now, the ones where you just like pull the trigger, that I guess I could do because it's, it's super far away. But no, like the one where you have to slide your thumb down really fast, I can't do that. Uh, so yeah, back to cooking. I, there are things that I just actually don't cook at all. <laughs> there are some things that I will cook if necessary, but there are some things that I just, oh, oh God, no. Okay, so um, for one, I don't cook things that need to be cooked in grease because grease pops and I will get burned. And I have been burned before and I did not appreciate it at all. <laughs> I know that most people get burned when they cook. You know, it just happens sometimes, but still, I like, I liked it. I mean, I disliked it more than normal people dislike getting burned because it like, it shattered me for days. I just, you know, I was just, I was so distraught. I was like, oh my God, I've been burned. I recently burned my hand cooking meatballs. That's a story. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but I definitely talked about it on the melancholy condition, which I was just explaining we talked about the meatball incident and it was it was bad <laughs> uh yeah I also don't cook things that require me standing over the stove for hours and hours if I have to come back and check on it that's fine um and I have done it before but I won't just volunteer to cook anything that I have to constantly stir it stand over it watch it for long periods of time I won't do it it's just too much unless I have to but I'm, I'm never going to volunteer for that I also don't cook things that require special skills. Like, you know, some dishes, they have to be prepared in a very, very certain way. Otherwise, it comes out completely wrong if you just, you know, make one wrong move, the whole dish is destroyed. And, I, you know, I can't take that kind of pressure in my life. I just can't. But with that being said, I, I do realize that there are times where I'll have to cook, you know, because you need to eat to live. <laughs> And I, I can't have other people doing everything for me. So, yeah, I I guess the whole reason I'm making this is because I realize that I do have to cook. I can't avoid it. It's not something that I could just, you know, hand off to a personal chef and just say, here, cook everything for me. I'm not that rich. <laughs> and I don't think I would feel comfortable with someone else doing all of that for me. I don't know. So, uh, there are times also, you know, I might want to cook a loved one a nice meal and feel and feel great about it because the uh, the times that I have to cook special meals for people, you know, I did. I won't say that I enjoyed cooking, but I will say that I disliked it a little bit less. And that's just because you know when you're doing something nice for someone, you kind of just forget about what you hate and what you don't like because you're so focused on just making the other person happy. And I want to get better at cooking. I really do. I, <laughs> I don't want to say that I'll ever get to the point of enjoying it and just, you know, like waking up in the morning like, gosh, I just get to cook a meal today. Probably not. But I do want to get to the point where I'm at least comfortable with cooking and that I don't get so overwhelmed that I throw an entire pot of spaghetti sauce and meatballs out into the yard because it made me angry <laughs> anyway um I compiled a list of ways to make cooking just a little bit less dreadful than usual so I call this tips and life hacks with Asia. <laughs> now, I know life hacks have a huge reputation for just being sucky and stupid, 
and I fully intend to add to that stereotype today because, like I said, this is the Completely Random Foolishness podcast. Usually nothing we do here is ever serious. Uh, <laughs> so just sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. You're going to learn today. Also, this is probably going to be a very, very short podcast just because it is early in the morning and I'm just getting over a really bad coughing fit. I'm actually really surprised right now that I haven't coughed at all while I've been recording this, but my voice is very scratchy and um, I'm, I really need to go. <laughs> I really just need to go and drink some hot tea or something, which also, by the way, I don't like tea, but I will drink hot tea if necessary. There are a lot of things I will do if necessary, but I don't just choose to do them. Anyway, oh, I dropped something. Okay. So, number one. Wear oven mitts for everything. If you are boiling an egg, wear oven mitts. If you're frying sausage, wear oven mitts. Are you just turning the stove on? Wear oven mitts. I wear them just in case anything decides to pop. Because I have been burnt before by boiling sauce and also by hot grits and it was not fun in case I haven't told that story which I think I have um well I'll just tell it now so I have anemia which is sort of normal <laughs> a lot of people have it so it's not like it's a huge deal but at the time I wasn't really doing much to fix said anemia because I didn't think that it was actually going to be that bad I didn't know like what anemia would cause and that it could actually turn into something way more serious if you don't watch it. Iron deficiency is not something that you can just play with or ignore and especially when it's as bad as mine was because over the years it progressively got much 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 worse and so I was super shaky for a long time and I was super tired and I had no energy and I know that's the same thing I guess it's super tired but no like I wasn't Okay, I was sleepy and I was tired. There's a difference. You can be tired and not sleepy and you can be sleepy and not tired. But I was both. I physically had no energy. Like I couldn't even exercise like I wanted to. Even though I had like the willpower to do it, my body would just not. It just shut down all the time. It was like, no, nope, not doing it. Not happening. And for a hot minute there, I didn't realize that it was because that I was anemic. Anyway, um... I was at home and I was cooking myself some grits. <laughs> Yet another reason I don't like cooking. I was cooking myself a pot of grits. It's one of my favorite things to eat for breakfast. And um, I learned this new way to cook them where you basically just let them, like you can cook grits in five minutes, but I wanted them creamy. So I added a ton of extra stuff that my dad showed me and that I also found in this recipe. And then I would let them basically sit on low. I'm sorry also that <laughs> um, that I am sniffling. But I really, I really don't feel good. So I just wanted to apologize if that sounds gross. But, um, oh dear God. <laughs> I put them on the stove and I let them heat on low for about 30, 35 minutes. So they had just gotten done and they were super hot because even though they're on low, they still pop quite a bit. I take them off the stove 
and I'm getting ready to sit it down on the counter. When I pick them up, I realize that I am shaking quite a bit more than normal. And I had been shaking all morning and I had been feeling pretty freaking bad. But I really needed to just eat something and sit down. So I was determined to finish those pots of grits, finish that pot of grits and just like sit down. But when I picked it up, I was like, oh God, oh goodness, I'm going to drop this pot. I am going to drop this pot. I need to hurry up and sit it down. Now the, uh, the counter is so, so, so close to the stove. And so I would have been able to basically just turn around and sit it down. And so that's what I was trying to do and not put it back on the stove. But I really just needed to sit it down right away. So that's what happened. I sat it down right away by dropping it on the floor. And hot grits, freshly, freshly cooked hot grits got all over the place. It was on the stove, the microwave, the sink, the wall, the cabinets, the floor, on me. And I'm really glad I was wearing glasses because my glasses were covered in grits. And I was, you know, I was like, that could have been my eyes. Um, thankfully, I was also wearing pants. At the time, it did get all over my arms and it, oh my God, did it burn. It hurt so bad. I didn't get any serious, serious burns, but um, yeah, it hurt. <laughs> It really hurt and I sat on the floor for like five minutes honestly and I just sat there and I looked at the giant mess and I was tearing up I was like I really don't feel good and now I have to clean all of this up and I've just been burned by grits it was really overwhelming but yeah I guess the moral of the story of that is really you need to take care of yourself <laughs> anyway so that was actually kind of a real life hack. I do wear oven mitts for everything. I really do. I've gotten better with it, but um, especially over the past couple of years, I've, even cooking just something simple, I will wear oven mitts just because I'm so afraid of getting splashed with something hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> life hack number two, just go ahead and start crying before you chop your onions. That way the onions won't make you cry. You've already gotten a head start, so, like, you're good. Onions can't make you cry if you're already crying. <laughs> uh, yeah, another another story about that. So, my eyes are really, really sensitive to hot foods, spices, and onions. So, I, on my first day working at this pizza place where I live, I was standing near some cooking french fries and someone had just sprinkled a whole lot of seasoning on them and dropped them down in the grease to cook. And oh my god, <laughs> I was standing there and I was tearing up some kind of bad. And the girl who was training me, she's like, are you okay? I have eye drops, like are you good? And I was like, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's probably the, the seasoning and the spices. Um, my eyes just don't handle it. <laughs> I handle it very, very well. Also, I, I've had times where things are cooking in the kitchen and I can be in a completely, totally opposite end of the house and I'll just be like, onions are cooking. Somebody's cooking onions <laughs> because my eyes burn like to no end. I don't even know how to explain it. Most people just cry when they're cutting onions or if they're cooking onions or whatever, but my eyes feel like they're melting it's so bad that I've had to like go outside before because I'll start sniffling. I'll start crying. Um, my eyes are like super, super, super red. 
and they're just like, it looks like I'm having an allergic reaction. It, it's really that bad. One time I was at a family reunion too, where someone had spilled beans, like they were cooking beans in the oven, I think. And some of it had spilled out of the pan and into the oven and it was burning. And so there was like smoke everywhere. And oh dear Lord, <laughs> oh dear Lord. That day it was really, really hot. It was in the hundreds and, and like, we were, it was really hot on the inside of the building too. It was air conditioned, but it was hot in there too. But like outside, dear, dear, dear God, <laughs> it was super hot. And there were bees everywhere. And I'm, I'm terrified of bees. So I was like, either I can stay in here. I, at this point, I had already wiped up all of my eye makeup, which is another thing. I, I tend to not wear a lot of makeup just because it, it's a, it's a lot to be taking on and off every day. You know, I probably wear makeup like once every month, if that. And when I do wear makeup, it's, it's usually just like eyeliner, mascara, and maybe eyeshadow. Maybe. <laughs> um, if I'm feeling like it, but that's like, that's about it. So, that day I had not really gone all out with my makeup, but I had still done, I had put quite a bit of effort into it. So, I was pretty upset that I had just smeared it all over my face. But... I was sitting at the table with my cousins and my grandma and I was holding a paper towel, a wet paper towel up to my eyes and I was still crying. And I was just like, oh my goodness, it was horrible. So eventually I just had to go outside and brave the heat and the bees because that was better to me than the, um, than the smoke. Whew, okay, um, next life hack. Sometimes you want toast, but you don't know which number to set it to. And maybe you wish you could have a see-through toaster that will let you see just how toasty your toast is getting so you can take it out at the perfect time. But maybe you don't have that technology. <laughs> maybe you just have a regular toaster like me. And so if you want the perfect toast, here's what you have to do. Just turn the toaster all the way up to the highest setting. Go ahead and let it burn. Just just let it just let it blacken, blacken a whole lot. All right. And then you take your toast out, get a knife, and scrape off the burnies until you reach your desired level of toastiness. Perfect toast every time. You can't untoast something, but you definitely can toast it way too much and then scrape off the excess. So that'll get you the perfect level of brown every single time. Next life hack, if you can't wait for your butter to be room temperature, no need to microwave it and risk it being all runny when you can just sit on it. Just, just sit on the, the whole the whole thing, whole stick of butter. Your butt heat will evenly soften the butter without melting it. And, and, added bonus, it'll also give it that nice flattened texture that makes cake mix blend so much easier. Next life hack, substitutions are key. If you run out of something or you don't have what you need, you need to know what else can do the trick. Bananas are good substitutes for eggs and cookies. Did you know that? I knew that. I knew that. Also, in the series of unfortunate events, they used wasabi as a horseradish substitute for Sunny's medusoid mycelium poisoning. Yeah, she was dying. They gave her a substitute and it worked. So there are times in your life where you, where you may be poisoned by a deadly mushroom fungus that closes up your throat and kills you <laughs> so you're going to need to know what to use to kill said poisoning here are some subs you may not have known about if you need buttermilk 
and you don't have any, you can just take your regular milk and heat it up in the microwave. Next, you melt some butter, preferably by sitting on it. And then you spray the butter with nonstick cooking spray and mix it in well with the milk. Add a little salt, add a little sugar, you're good to go. You've got buttermilk. Is it the real thing? Absolutely not. Will it work like the real thing? Absolutely not. Will it taste like the real thing? Absolutely not. But it's buttermilk. That's what you want it. Now you've got it. Another one you might run out of is brown sugar. Brown sugar is basically just regular sugar, but brown. So if you need brown sugar and you don't have any, there are plenty of things in the kitchen that can make your sugar brown. You can try burning it or throwing in some red and green food coloring it and uh, mix it together. Red and green usually makes a decent brown. Uh, so yeah, or you can melt some cinnamon and pour it over top of the sugar, your choice. Now you've got brown sugar. Don't worry, <laughs> I've got more. So if you've got to, to cook eggs and you are the type of person that just gets eggshell in the eggs every single time, like you don't know how to crack those eggs properly, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it because eggshells gives you extra calcium, strong bones. That's, I mean, who doesn't want strong bones? So the next time you're cooking eggs, just don't even worry about that eggshell. Just, you know, crack the whole thing and season your eggshells and just throw them on in there for a little added crunch and mystery. There you go. Problem solved. All right. Last life hack slash cooking tip. You can lower your cooking time dramatically by not, by, I mean, by just not setting the timer to the right time. Does your recipe say it'll take 45 minutes to bake? No problemo. Set the time to 25, turn the heat, like, you know, just double your heat, and now sit back and get ready for your food to cook in like half the time. There you go, problem solved. All right, guys, I like really don't feel good. <laughs> so in, in all serious though, cooking is a task that requires skill and patience, planning and creative thinking. Some of those qualities I do possess. Just not when it comes to cooking. Um, so I, I really do respect and admire all of those who can cook. And even though these life hacks and tips were actually horrible, um, I actually am going to look up some life hacks and tips that might really help me in the kitchen <laughs> because I, I struggle. I struggle a lot. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I hope you did. I... And having a hard time getting through this. So it's going to be a little bit short today. Just a little bit. But yeah, if you really enjoyed this episode. Or maybe you kind of sort of enjoyed this episode. Or maybe you didn't enjoy this episode. Anyway, whatever the case may be. Come back next Wednesday for something else that will make you smile. I promise. You'll smile at least one time in that episode. Just at least once. <laughs> That is all for this week's episode, and I hopefully will be back next week feeling much better, not sniffling, not coughing, and <laughs> hopefully not waiting to the last minute to film. Thank you, and bye-bye. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Completely Random Foolishness, or on Twitter at CRF underscore podcast. Intro and outro music made by Eric Burwell, aka The Best Dad Ever. And thanks for listening to this abysmal calamity I call a podcast. <laughs>